Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Winning Family Podcast, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. And I'm joined by none other then the one and only Michelle Gage. Hey, everybody. My Welcome. Much better half. Thanks for joining us today. Yes. And before we dive into today's topic, which, by the way, we're going to be talking about anxiety, how to help your kids cope with anxiety. Huge, huge subject matter. That's something to get anxious about. That's right. Before <laughs> oh, you freak out on us, hey, oh, make sure man. you make sure you, you rate, you review. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe so that it comes into your inbox. It's just a great way to stay mm-hmm. connected. And we want to come alongside and give you all the help, hope, encouragement, a lot of how-tos that you desperately, that we all desperately need to right. win in the most important areas of our life and that's our relationships with our spouses and with our kids and today uh, let me just say this that one of the things that we would encourage you to check out is go to the winningfamily.com it's our website you'll notice that there are some tools and resources that are free one of them specifically is perhaps one of the most downloaded items that we offer. It's called the Seven Day Family Challenge, and it's free. You just go to the website there, thewinningfamily.com, and it really is. It's just seven days worth of things that you could do in a very fun and yet practical level that will totally change the game when it comes to the overall atmosphere, just the the vibe of your home, your family. It opens doors to communication. There's just a lot of things that you can do that I think will help build closer, really more close-knit relationships with the people that you love the most. And so it's called the the 7-Day the Family Challenge. Just check it out. You can download it for free at thewinningfamily.com. Well, let's dive into today's subject matter. As I stated, we're talking about the subject of anxiety. And uh, if you've been around half a minute, that is uh, a subject that seems to be really just at the forefront of so many conversations right now, especially among parents. Right. And stuff going on in their, 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 the kids, you know, their, the world of their kids, especially Mm -hmm. their preteens, their teenagers. And, and I think now, you know, we were talking this even beforehand, before this um, episode, we were just talking off script, just when it comes to this whole issue of anxiety, it's almost like it's now become such a common place of our culture and society. Mm Mm-hmm where in some ways because of the amount of attention and exposure that it's gotten it's almost like everybody has got some kind of an anxiety disorder and it just seems to exacerbate and almost exaggerate the real numbers that are out there even though you know it's very real right yeah it's not belittling the fact that we as people are anxious or that our our kids are anxious but i think it's so in their face right now it makes them it literally makes them more anxious to learn more about being yeah. anxious and it's it's just a real issue that our kids no doubt it's very real our kids are dealing with it now and obviously post covid yeah. you know i think mm-hmm. that's where the spotlight and attention has been given because you know the mental health crisis and you know it's it's being discussed so much mm-hmm. among you know parents and educators and and you know kids who were quarantined for you know a year or so 
doing remote learning and all the challenges and the isolation, the social anxiety now of kind of jumping back into the mix mm -hmm. of being around other people, the social awkwardness, you know, that comes with that. It's the mm -hmm. fear, the phobias of a lot of different things that contributes to this anxiety dilemma. Our social media, um, supposed to be social and bringing us together is also just really exacerbates yeah, anxiety as well because you're just like well i you're you're looking at comparing uh, our children are comparing um themselves to other children or other students and it it, it in and of itself brings anxiety just scrolling your little hands and fingers through those um you know different posts that yeah. they're seeing and that's filtering through their mind and coming out as anxiety and studies even show mm -hmm. things such as eating disorders right. you know it, it is destroying you know our young people's self-worth mm -hmm. their own self-image uh, so many underlying issues because of social media now with the comparison you just talked about, mm -hmm. the, the competing, everybody's got to be one up, got to have more followers than their friends. or And it like, also is isolating to them. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now it's just a double-edged sword in right. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so you have all the wonderful benefits that social media in this digital age can bring, but there's so much more destructive elements to it now i think more than ever in, in our kids sadly and unfortunately their world their identity is wrapped up in it and so how do we help them not only find balance in it all but i think most importantly if they're feeling somewhat overwhelmed or anxious or this just this, this never-ending cycle of stress that just seems to be sabotaging their their life their maybe their motivation you know their friendships their relationships maybe they're becoming more withdrawn and isolated and more timid or intimidated mm -hmm. to to whatever you know that's the thing that's heartbreaking and i know as a parent it's the last thing you want is to see your children in this self-imposed prison locked up so to speak mentally emotionally where they're afraid to face the world they're afraid to pursue their hopes and their dreams and their their desires because of again a strong i personally believe it is a spiritual stronghold right. that the enemy is using to paralyze our kids mm -hmm. and so and you may be wondering oh, what exactly is anxiety how does this work and you know how do i know if my child my teenager my preteen is struggling with some of these things so let me just give you a quick definition Anxiety is described as a feeling of worry or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Hmm. So imagine your mind can go a million different directions just with that definition related to fill in the blank what can be overwhelming, hmm. um, can become this dark cloud of fear, intimidation, the weight, the stress, it could be even on a mental and emotional level of grief, loss, um, you know, the feeling of failure, the feeling that something's been taken away from you, the feeling that you can't face whatever that perceived reality is. And, and it's just this pressure that never, ever ends. And as a result, 
the last thing somebody wants to do is to confront it so we withdraw we we wanted a lot of times kids sadly and unfortunately and our adults especially do this they Mm self-medicate you know they look for ways to escape to numb Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know that they're experiencing the pain the fear of all of these things Mm -hmm. so to tell you just how big it is over 40 million americans suffer from some form of anxiety Roughly eight, that's 18% of our population to put it in perspective. And what's interesting, at age 13, about 8% of our U.S. teens have a diagnosable anxiety order. And by 18, up to, and by 18 years of age, up to 15% of all teens experience symptoms of clinical anxiety disorder. So that's huge in and of itself. And so with that, there's all kinds of, you know, different uh, ways that one might experience anxiety or things that may contribute or trigger, if you will, those bouts of feeling anxious or stress or overly worried where you are just so preoccupied about whatever it is that you cannot even face tomorrow you can't bear the thought of going to school you can't bear the thought of being around certain friends or dealing with certain responsibilities because you again you're paralyzed by fear and that could even manifest itself from you know you know sweating profusely dizziness um things such as um you know you can't eat or maybe it's it's the overindulging, you know, it's feeling nauseous, your stomach is churning, it feels like it's in knots, it might be just shortness of breath, feeling irritable, it could be, you know, literally like panic attack, you feel like you're dying, literally. These are just these type of uh, moments of fear and anxiety that just paralyzes a person, gets them literally to stop in their tracks where they can't even function. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, maybe you've seen, and that may sound pretty extreme, but you know, as a parent, if you've seen some of this manifested in your son or your daughter, you know it's not fake because it now is affecting a lot of not just their emotions, but obviously the choices that they're making, their behavior. And so, again, there's a lot going on. And today what we want to do is we want to help unpack some things to help you as a parent help your children, specifically your teens, your preteens. And I think even in return, you're going to find a lot of help for yourself if you find yourself even wrestling with a lot of these same issues uh, when it comes to anxiety. And, and there are different kinds of anxiety. For example, there might be what's often referred to as just generalized anxiety disorder. Some are, is in the form of panic disorder. And I think this is the big one among young people. It's really more of a social anxiety that many of them struggle with. And then the, the phobia anxiety of just the fear. It could be a fear of heights or fear of, you know, things, you know, spiders, snakes, anybody, everybody's got fear of that. But, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, those are real um, forms of anxiety that people cope with. Right. But there is a cure and it's not necessarily in the form of medication. We're not opposed to medication, but I do think sometimes we're quick to lean and rely and depend upon medication more than the one who ultimately made us and the one who loves us, the, our Creator, our Creator God, mm-hmm. who ultimately knows and understands more than anything what 
he wants to help us with so that we can overcome the anxiety that so many people struggle with, especially our young people. It's amazing. You know, when you think about the Bible, it talks about, we're getting ready to talk about it, that to be anxious for nothing. So, so the people that wrote the Word of God, inspired by God, um, dealt with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something new. <laughs> it yeah. has been around, and God knows us. Like you said, He created us. He understands us. So the greatest place to look is to our Creator to help us deal with the anxiety that we carry uh, as a people in our generation and teaching our children to understand that God loves them and wants to help them through this anxiety and has a plan for their life. And and like you keep pointing out, that they have an enemy that wants to keep them from their purpose. And this is what he's using right now in a huge way. Absolutely. I just yeah. want to encourage you, if you have something to write down or if maybe you got your phone uh, accessible there, and hopefully you have... Um, if you haven't already, I, we highly encourage you to download what's called the Bible app. It's the, mm-hmm. probably the most you know recognizable, downloaded digital Bible, and it, it literally has all different kinds of translations. It's really amazing, all the tools, resources it has. There are little devotionals. In fact, you could even like type in the word anxiety or stress or worry in a little search bar, and it just instantly pulls up all kinds of not only you know, like verses to help mm-hmm. encourage you, right. but also amazing like little devotionals and things that will just help you and help your kids work through and ultimately find victory mm-hmm. in this area of our lives. Mm-hmm. And because the last thing we want to do is to give the enemy a foothold and where he begins, the listen, the, the battle is won or lost in our minds. Mm-hmm. So warfare, what we often refer to as spiritual warfare, which is a very real thing, yes, it literally begins in the mind. Mm-hmm. Because the devil knows if he can get inside your head, then ultimately he's already in your heart. If he can, and the, you say, what do you mean? What repeat that? What did you just say? If he can get inside your head, that usually means he's already in your heart. Now you say one more time, repeat that. Let me explain what I mean. The mind justifies what the heart believes. So what we have to realize is that if in our heart we are believing lies, the the Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. So in what a stronghold is, a stronghold is basically a lie that we have believed as a truth and in our mind that lie that has now become a truth is basically bigger than anything else in our life so what happens is is that the focus is now on the lie and we're allowing that lie which is a belief that we're now believing as a truth in our heart now it becomes a dominant force in our thinking in our minds so therefore, when our minds are fixated on whatever that is that's causing the stress, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, what do you think that does to your emotions? So if you're thinking those kinds of thoughts, what do you think that's going to do to how you feel? So if you're thinking depressed thoughts, if you're thinking anxious thoughts, mm-hmm. you're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel fearful, you're going to feel worried, you're going to feel intimidated, you're going to feel inadequate, you're going to feel whatever feels 
that consume you, which ultimately will result in the choices that we make in terms of the outcome, our behavior, Mm -hmm. based on, again, the lies that we have chosen to believe as truth. Right. The thoughts, our thoughts, uh, our body, our actual physical body follows after our thoughts. So at our heart and our mind, the beliefs that we have, the thoughts that we're having, literally affect how our body feels. Absolutely. And that's what our kids are facing. Yeah. So if your heart is palpitating Mm -hmm. and you're sweating profusely, you've got you're feeling nauseated and or you can't eat or you got dry mouth or fill in the blank whatever symptom physically that you're feeling mm-hmm. well guess what we once again are allowing ourselves to be controlled by something other than what ultimately god wants us to be controlled by and that is himself through the mm-hmm. power of the holy spirit mm-hmm. where he is in control he is behind the driver's seat of our thinking and of our emotions as opposed to us or something else taking his place in our life. And sometimes so, we need help getting out of that. Absolutely. We need help with a stronghold or we need help to redirect our mind and our thinking as adults. And therefore, our kids for sure need help. So, And that's where uh, a fresh perspective, yeah. a fresh voice, a fresh face, it could be a youth minister, it could be a coach, it could be another teacher, it could be just Mm -hmm. a loving friend, life coach, somebody that can offer that kind of fresh perspective Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of help walk through. And that's what we're trying to do today, to help kind of walk through from a fresh perspective some things to shift your your thoughts, but help your kids shift their thoughts. Because here's the thing, what Mm -hmm. you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. So if you're focusing on something that is bigger than God in your eyes, then guess what? It's getting bigger and bigger. And now it becomes that stronghold. It becomes the focal point of your life. And now it's in control of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you want to change your life, it begins by changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. And the best way to change the way we think is ultimately change the beliefs within our heart. Mm -hmm. So God's word is truth. God's word is what gives life. And it's ultimately what gives freedom. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. So the only way we can escape the bondage from the anxiety and the stress and help our kids escape from that is to help them learn how to replace the lies with the truth, the liberating truth of the Word of God. That's that our favorite scripture. Based so many things around it is Romans 12, 2, mm-hmm. and that we're transformed, we are changed by the Changing the way that we think. That's it. Renewing our mind. That's it. Yeah. And that's easier said than done, but it's we yeah. it's something we do daily. It's something yes. that we continuously do. It's not a one and done thing. We continuously are changing our mind mm-hmm. by allowing the word of God to transform Aligning our, hearts and our lives. With the truth. Yeah. So let's talk about that. In fact, here's what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to jot down this verse of scripture. This is probably depending on where you are in your faith journey. You know, this might be a familiar verse of Scripture. You've heard it before. I want to reinforce it to you. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, and uh, it's in verses 6 through 8. And I want to read this to you. This is so powerful. Just this verse of Scripture alone, I'm telling you, is liberating Mm -hmm. if we can just really embrace it. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but... In every situation, 
Now think about that for a moment. In every situation, no matter what it is you're feeling, no matter it is what, what you're facing, what's coming against you, what you're afraid of, fill in the blank. Whatever situation you're in, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Why is thanksgiving a part of that? Because gratitude is the password to the presence of God. So when we come to him thanking him in advance for the freedom, for the new life-giving truth that he's going to bring into our lives, listen, now all of a sudden we're beginning to, to shift our focus and our thoughts through prayers, through thanksgiving. Now we're telling God what we're afraid of. We're telling God what we need from him. And now here's what it says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, like this is beyond your ability to fully grasp but there's just something that replaces fear and panic it re peace all of a sudden now takes a hold of your life mm -hmm. and now it says it will guard your heart and your minds in christ jesus i love that and then it goes on to say finally brothers and sisters whatever is true and whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, here's what it says to do. Think on those things. So rather than dwell on the negative, rather than dwell on whatever it is that's causing fear, worry, stress, the Bible says we should focus on the things that are God-honoring, that are truthful, that ultimately are the virtues and characteristics that God wants us to have, which will bring peace mm -hmm. and comfort and joy into our lives and freedom into our lives. I know we think that we can be multitaskers, uh, that we can think about a lot of different things at once. <laughs> and maybe there's some genius people out there that can do it. But I do think that we can only really think about one thought at a time mm -hmm. <laughs> we can really only focus our attention the bible says to fix our attention so we yeah. get to choose what we're thinking about that always said you got to think about what, what you're thinking, thinking about because right. <laughs> some things can easily slip into our mind yeah. uh, that are not according to god's word and truth yeah and if you want to change your life change how you're feeling begin by changing your thoughts right so here's the, we just want to encourage you right here, focus on one thing. And I would encourage your kids, as a parent, encourage your kids to focus on this one thing. You ready for this? Here it is. Focus on God. The Bible says to fix our attention on God. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that as a parent that I would, we would encourage you to encourage your kids as they're struggling with this area of anxiety is to ultimately just help them to get to know God. So number one, if they don't have a relationship with God, well, that's the starting point. You know, let's, let's introduce them to the one who loves them, the one who made them, who created them. God made us so he could love us, and he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with us. And so it is our sin that separates us and cuts us off from God. But when we understand that God loves us in spite of our sin and that he gave his son Jesus to die for us and to come back to life for us, and when we embrace that truth and we receive Christ as the Lord of our life and seek his forgiveness and we invite him 
to take charge of our life. He becomes the new boss, the new CEO, the new coach of our life, the new head coach. In other words, we just allow him to call the shots of our life. We put him in control. That in and of itself changes everything because now we get to begin a new a new life, a new foundation that is now walking and depending upon and looking to the one who loves us, who made us, who wants to have a relationship with us. I think when we're talking about, you know, helping our kids overcome worry and anxiety, when it when we talk about getting to know God or to um <clears throat> helping them get to know God. We talk about this in the family shift that the the last part of the shift method is to teach by example. Mm-hmm. And our kids are watching us. So we can say I saw Siri was listening to you earlier. I was like, what? <laughs> that crazy computer. Um yeah, she knows us well. We need to get to know God well. But Anyway, back to that. We teach by example, and our lives are a living testimony. You know, our the Bible talks about that our our testimony is like a living letter of recommendation, mm-hmm. and uh, we are that for our kids. You know, if we aren't showing our kids that we know God, then let's start there. You yeah. know, let's start there, and we got to talk about it. Bible says that we should talk about it along the way. So for our kids to overcome worry and anxiety, they need to see us living this out that, hey, I know God. Mm-hmm. God is my friend. And he helps me walk through these things. And maybe that we reveal to our kids, hey, I've been anxious about this. This relationship with uh, my friend, my sibling, or whomever it might be, that I'm, I'm, I've struggled a little bit in this, and I've been anxious about it. But would you pray with me? Because I'm really praying that God will help me. You know, just walk me through this, because He is close to me, and I know He will. You yeah. know, just kind of lit, lit, talking, talking about our relationship with God and showing them, teaching them by example. Yeah, and you know that that first thought or thing that we wanted to just kind of throw out there is just getting to know God. So obviously if they're if your children don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord, then you know it's it's lovingly walking alongside and showing them and helping them to understand that God loves them and wants to have a relationship with him mm-hmm. that he ultimately can change everything. Right. But if they have a relationship with the Lord, they already know him. It's reminding them too that hey, you are a son you're a daughter of God, and He loves you. He cares for you. He right. hurts because you hurt. He cares about things you care about. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want us to live in fear or worry or be stressed or feel overwhelmed or anxious about anything. Mm-hmm. That's why He invites us to come to Him. And so I think when here's what happens when we omit God in the process, we take God out of the equation and we're facing fear head on and we're, we look at this dark hole of whatever it is that's causing so much fear and stress and worry and anxiety in our life. Well, if we if we are not inviting God into the process, I don't know any other way to say it other than the fact that we're just basically practicing what I call practical atheism. In other words, we'll say we believe in God, but we're we're acting out and we're living in such a way as though he doesn't exist. So what we got to do is we got to invite God into 
our lives, invite God into the mix in terms of whatever it is that we're struggling with. And so he wants us to bring our cares to him. He's inviting us into that relationship, which leads me to the other thing. We just got to learn to put him first in every area of our lives. So again, if something else is taking precedence over God, that simply means God's taking a back seat and now something else has taken his place. And God really, really wants us, once again, to bring our cares to him and to not get ahead of God where we're so wrapped up in all the, the unknowns of tomorrow, we're, we're already formulating a conclusion in our mind of how something's gonna turn out. And we're thinking all about those what if scenarios. Our children are already, well, what if, what if I show up at school tomorrow and my, my friends do this? Or what if my teacher who hates me, you know, <laughs> has it in for me and I go to school and they already know that, you know, I'm not going to be able to pass this test or my coach, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that we've already built up in our head We've already formed this conclusion. Well, here's what we're doing. We're basically saying, God, you're not big enough to handle these situations. But here's what God says in Matthew 6:33, or 631 through 33. It says, Don't worry about all, don't worry at all about having enough food or clothing. Your heavenly father already knows perfectly well that you need them, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to live. You say, what does that mean? What that basically means is God's going to take care of every need you have. He already knows. God is already in your tomorrow. And because he's already in your tomorrow, guess what? He can help you no matter what it is you're walking through and facing. So he's going to provide, he's going to protect, he's going to meet every need that you have as long as you're looking to him and you're putting him first in your life. So these are just some things we're not preaching to you or trying to preach at you. We're just trying to once again reinforce truth so that you as a parent can help your kids by reinforcing this truth to them. Because again, they're believing lies they are embracing lies to be truth in their minds in their minds are having a field day and so as a result it has sabotaged their emotions so let's replace the lies with truth let's help them and encourage them to look to god rely on god put god first in their life and in doing so leads me to another thing and that is just teaching our kids to live one day at a time. So we can't, again, rush to, to conclusion of how something's gonna work out or what our friends are gonna do or what they're not gonna do or what our coach is gonna say or what our teacher's gonna think or whatever. But at the end of the day, all we can do is focus on today. All we can do is focus on what we can control because we can't, we can't control tomorrow but we can control today, we can, tr we can control this moment in terms of how we choose to think and how we choose to ultimately embrace what God says about us. And I think it's so important as you're talking your kids through worry and anxiety, maybe a day that's ahead of them, that you, you walk it through with them. Yeah. Take the time, you know? Today, we, we, we're gonna walk through today. 
this is what today looks like and you can like you said make the choice can't control what's going to happen to you but you can control how you're going to think and how you're going to process and so i'm not going to worry about tomorrow i'm just going to walk through today and can i walk through today with you and the steps that we can take today and then can i pray with you you know Mm -hmm before you go out to school, or if you have an adult child, can I pray with you before you go into that meeting and help them to practice, um, not the practical atheism, but practice God being a part of every part of your life and and live one day at a time. Yeah. Just wrapping this up, I love what in Matthew 6, verse 34 says, it says this, so don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have its own worries. Right. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If you worry about tomorrow, you can't enjoy today. So it's just important that we don't, we don't, again, try to envision a future as far as filling in the blanks of what tomorrow is going to look like and how tomorrow is going to be this gloom and doom scenario in our minds. What we got to do is we got to focus, focus on the controllables of today and realize that when we look to God, we, we depend upon him and we cast our cares upon him, well, guess what? Here's what the Scripture promises in 1 Peter 5, verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. So God cares about the details of our life because he loves us. And so as we help our kids learn how to trust God, to take care of us, to care for us, now all of a sudden we realize that we're not going through this alone. We have the creator of the universe we have God who's bigger than all my problems, who's able to help me overcome. Bible says, take heart that I have overcome the world so that we too can overcome the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we got to remind our kids that, hey, God is for you. He is with you. He's never going to leave you, forsake you. He's not going to let go of you. He's going to take care of you because he loves you. And if we can just reinforce those truths to our children. And as you said, just on the practical side, praying with them, sending them a text, you Mm -hmm. know, throughout the day at school to say, hey, I'm praying for you. Here's a verse of scripture that will encourage your heart. Hey, think on this today. Pray about this today. You know, just if kids need all the positive reinforcement they can get. I really encourage you to get, get the book called Why Your Kids Do What They Do, a book that I, I talk about five specific emotional needs that our kids desperately long to have met in their life. And you can get it at Amazon. It's just, it's just a tool that will help you in a lot of different ways understand the emotions and the, the, really just the, the makeup of what's going on in the hearts of your kids. That's right. But all that to say, anxiety, it's a big mm-hmm. issue. But at the same time, we have a big God. God is bigger than all of our anxiety. And he wants nothing more than to help you as a mom and a dad. And listen, he wants to help you and encourage you to encourage and help your kids overcome the stress, the worry, the fear, the anxiety the enemy is using to sabotage our kids. We're praying for you guys. Absolutely. This is our heart's desire that you'll have uh, just an overcoming in this area of anxiety, the winning family. So we love you. We're praying for you. God's protection, his blessing, his favor over your family. 
And we look forward to having you back next time here at The Winning Family. That's right. So until next time, hey, rate, review, pass it along to your friends because we're here to help you win as a family winning at home and in life.